Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. He's back. Nelson DeMille, ladies and gentlemen, has just released a brand new book. I've already read it. I had the privilege of receiving an advanced copy of The Cuban Affair, and I read it during a week of summer vacation in August and loved it. Uh, I don't know how fair a judge I am of DeMille's work because I love it all. And I've hosted him on many occasions for live events with readers of DeMille's work. And one of the things that I've always done with the audience is to go around the room and to say, Okay, I'm going to read the titles. Raise your hand if it's your absolute favorite. And the fun of it for me is that every one of the books gets a response. I I could say By the Rivers of Babylon, May Day, Cathedral, The Talbot Odyssey, Word of Honor. How about this? Charm School, Gold Coast, General's Daughter, Spencerville. Oh, here's a winner. Plum Island, The Lion's Game. Up Country, Nightfall, Wildfire, The Gatehouse, The Lion, The Panther, The Quest, Radiant Angel, and now The Cuban Affair. This is Nelson DeMille. 
Hey, Nelson, how great to have you back on the program, and thanks for another terrific read. Michael, thank you. Great to be with you. I read the book in Jamaica, which was kind of cool. I mean, the only thing better would have been to be in Cuba and read it. But, of course, I read it in DeMille fashion, which was cocktail in my hand and cigar in my mouth most of the nights. Yeah, and uh, I know you were in Cuba also, and uh, I need to say right up front that uh, your trip to Cuba generated an article that you wrote in a magazine, and I totally plagiarized that article in uh, my book, The Cuban Affair. So <laughs> what a... One of the one of the scenes set in a, uh, a garage, a chop shop, uh, where the uh, very clever Cubans uh, rebuild cars. That came right from uh, your experience, not mine. To be plagiarized by Nelson DeMille is it's like the highest praise I've ever received. I, I feel like when I received an honorary degree from Widener University uh, a year ago. Hey, Nelson, what what drew you to Cuba as subject matter for your new novel? Well, you know, I'm old enough to, first of all, remember the Cuban Revolution. Um, it, it was uh, January 1959 when um, uh, Castro, it was uh, New Year's Day, uh, when Castro toppled the Batista regime. I had an uncle who was NYPD, and uh, he was supposed to be at a New Year's Day party, a family party, and he couldn't make it because he uh, got called back to duty to guard the uh, Cuban uh, UN consulate in New York. And I always remember that. And then, of course, later on, um, we had the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, and we had the Bay of Pigs invasion. Uh, and I'm a history major in school. I was in college during the Cuban Missile Crisis when we thought World War Three was going to start over that. So, and, and a lot of Cuban Americans uh, live in um, my neck of the woods here on Long Island. So it's always fascinated me. I always wanted to go, as I'm sure you did. It's the kind of thing you put on your bucket list, and. Uh, Finally, had an opportunity uh, to go in October 2015, and uh, that kind of inspired me to write the book. You know, when when Americans think about Cuba, I think we we analyze yeah. the divide in this country primarily among the the hardline old school uh, Havana Cubans who've come to Miami and much of the rest of the country that says maybe it's time for a change. But one of the things that you explored in the Cuban affair was the difference of opinion in Cuba as to how welcoming they should be of some level of detente with the United States. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're frightened. Uh, they're frightened of uh, America, 300 million uh, pros- mostly prosperous people 90 miles off their coast. They realize that their, 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 their culture is going to change. Um, you saw the same thing in Eastern Europe when the wall came down. Uh, the old liners who uh, were used to communism and didn't have to worry about uh, where they're going to get their next job or where their next meal is coming from. Uh, we're panicky about uh, freedom and capitalism. We, we think that you know everybody wants freedom, but some people don't want freedom. They want their lives run by somebody else. And I saw that when I was in Cuba, and I'm sure you did too. Uh, the older generation, which was the uh, revolutionary generation, likes it just the way it is. The younger people are looking for change, and um, they, 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 they're kind of frustrated. So uh, you know, it's not a, not, a, not a big deal to us in America. If we get better relations with Cuba, it would be great. But to them, it's a life changer, and they, you know, some of them are resisting it. So how did you approach this? You wanted to, you wanted to write about Cuba. You go to Cuba. You're, you're there uh, to look around and, and to learn. If I had been with you, was there a notepad in your hand constantly, or are you more just taking it all in and then reflecting on it? Talk, talk to me about the process. 
Yeah, I mean, good question. Um, I, you know, you know, I, I tend not to let people know when I'm on a research trip. Uh, in fact, I never do. I, you know, I went to uh, Moscow during the Cold War in Leningrad, and I didn't declare myself as a, a journalist or, or an author about to write about them. I did the same thing in, uh, when I went back to Vietnam in 97. It's not a good idea. Um, so I guess kind of, I kind of took it in. But I took pictures, and you know, uh, one picture is worth a thousand words. I took a lot of pictures, and uh, I kind of just went along with the experience, and I wanted to see what, you know, what stuck with me when I got back. So and I do most of my research like that. Uh, as much as I, I could, I'd like to make notes even at night, I, you know, you just, sometimes, in, you know, repressive regimes, you're better off not writing anything out, uh, even in your private notebook. So uh, I was very aware of um, um, Americans that have been arrest- arrested in Cuba, like Alan Gross, who spent five years in a Cuban jail, and he was totally innocent of the charges. So a little bit, a little bit element of danger there, but maybe... Maybe we were paranoid, I don't know, but I didn't want to find out the hard way. So hardcore DeMille fans will want to know, is it a Corey book, as in, is it a John Corey book? It is not a Corey book, but it is a Mac McCormick book. Tell me about this character. Yeah, you know, Mac McCormick um, is 35 years old. A lot of my uh, characters, like John Corey, uh, I've been writing for 40 years, Michael, as you know, and some of my characters are... I think eligible for Social Security now. So, <laughs> uh, the time had come, as uh, my editor pointed out, that the the magic age in Hollywood and uh, and New York publishing is about 35 years old. So I made my character 35 years old. Uh, Mac McCormick, uh, born and raised in uh, Portland, Maine, and went to Bowdoin College, good old uh, New England family. Um, uh, went to work for Wall Street uh, right after college, got bored, and um, he joined the United States Army. He says he did it for adventure, but we know that he's also a patriot. So he served two tours in Afghanistan as an infantry officer, uh, wounded on his last tour, and uh, kind of changed his life. And he didn't go back to Portland, didn't go back to his life. He went down to Key West, um, Key West, uh, Miami. And uh, when a scene opens, the first scene in the book, He's in the famous Green Parrot Bar contemplating his life. And what he's doing now, besides chilling out, is he's bought a 42-foot fishing boat, which he names the Maine, and it's a charter fishing boat. He's a charter fishing boat captain, which kind of satisfies, I guess, his yearning for some adventure, but without it being as dangerous as Afghanistan was. And that's where we first see him, and he's waiting for a man named Carlos, who's a Miami lawyer, uh, Cuban-American, and Carlos says he wants to uh, charter John uh, Mac's fishing boat uh, for a fishing tournament that's scheduled for uh, Cuba. And uh, Mac says, uh, no, he'd rather not go to Cuba. And then uh, Carlos, the Miami lawyer, offers him $2 million for the trip. And uh, Mac understands this has nothing to do with fishing. So we go from there. Nelson, I take it that you wrote this in your classic style, which is... If I had seen you, you were writing it out by hand on a legal tablet? Yeah, Michael, I still haven't learned how to type, but I don't know if I should at this point. It's, uh, it's something that I, you know, I guess I learned this in the first grade. You sit down with a piece of paper and a pencil and you write. And it's served me well over the years, and uh, I continue to do that against a lot of other advice. And uh, I do two or three drafts handwritten. I give it to my long-suffering assistant, who can read my handwriting, and she types it, and 
Sometimes I play with it on a typewriter or on a computer, I should say. And uh, that's been my, uh, been my my mo for you know 40 years. And my books tend to be you know slower in the writing process. So I get a book out um, maybe every two years. In fact, this is my 20th novel, and I've been writing for 40 years. So it's averaged about uh, every two years. Right. You you are not like that the other guy who's a machine, but we all know is really relying on others. He he who shall remain nameless. Right. But I can. But I can. Let me. Let me tell you. Uh, I mean, I would, Jim Patterson's a friend, so I can tell him. Uh, I see. I didn't say the name. Uh, I wasn't going to get you in trouble. But so, I, so, I, so I called Jim Patterson the other day, and his wife Sue answered, and she says, "Oh, sorry, Nelson. Jim's writing a book." And I said, "That's okay. I'll hold." <laughs> That's great. Hey, if I had watched you put uh, pencil to paper as you wrote that first scene uh, in the Green Parrot, by the way, Pat Croce, who owns the Green Parrot, thanks you. I mean, he's like honored to be uh, a background for a, a DeMille novel, and I, I certainly can understand why. But when you first wrote that first chapter, did you know where you were going and were all of these characters completely fleshed out in your mind? In other words, by the time you start, do you have it sorted out or do you just take it and run and see where it leads you? Yeah, I kind of see where it leads me, you know, um, and I think we've discussed this before. There are writers who really outline. I mean, they've got a, uh, all these index cards on the wall, and they you know, their characters, they know the plot. And they don't leave themselves any wiggle room to uh, for, for serendipity or for just you know moments of inspiration. Um, my outline is general. I mean, my outline is like one page, just letting me know you know beginning, middle, and end. And I kind of see where it takes me. Um, if the thing is rambling too much or you know meandering, I have the uh, luxury of being able to go back and straighten it out and straighten it out. And I do many many drafts and. Uh, uh, I knew the ending of this book, uh, and the ending is kind of a shock, surprise ending. But I knew the ending to this book, and I worked toward it. But while you're working toward that ending, because you know what the ending is, you don't want the reader to know, but you don't want to cheat the reader either. So you give some clues, but you don't want to telegraph too much. And that's a fine balance between uh, being honest with the reader and at the same time letting the reader come to some conclusions, like as, as, as in any good mystery. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say... 
uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Nelson DeMille's brand new novel is called The Cuban Affair. Will we see Mac McCormick again? That's a good question. The, uh, the, uh, the answer last week would have been, or two weeks ago would have been no. But the uh, reviews on this book and the um, initial reader response, people like yourself who've read the advanced reading copies, has been so overwhelmingly positive, uh, as with my John Corey character, that uh, we're seriously considering uh, doing a sequel to... Um, the Cuban affair. Can I just say, I, I want to disagree with your publisher in one respect. I don't, and, and you will find no more hardcore DeMille fan than yours truly. So if this were a legitimate criticism, I'd be the one to articulate it. I don't think that we readers of DeMille are doing a calculus of, boy, uh, Corey should be a hell of a lot older by now. I think we're just so elated to be back in his company 
I, all of a sudden, don't I sound like Kathy Bates in the, in in that movie? What the hell was it with James Caan? Yeah, the uh, like, Stephen King. Misery, uh, misery right? Like, like I, that's how I feel with Nelson Demille. But I, I don't think that we would be upset if Corey were out there, regardless of how old he might be. So, please don't say that he's done. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I kind of like John. I, I, I gave him a break, um, but we're currently now working uh, with um, Sony TV and ABC TV to produce a pilot. And actually, I'm going to know in a day or two if they're going to do the pilot. I'm pretty sure they're going to do this pilot. So they do a John Corey pilot, and it'll air sometime um, uh, probably early next year. That would be awesome. And then, you know, it would be crazy not to bring Corey back if this is going to be a successful Well, but Nelson, which of the – I mean, with all your success in publishing, am I right that it's, it's only the general's daughter that we've seen on the big screen? That's right. Uh, General's Daughter with John Travolta, although May Day was made into a uh, CBS TV movie, and Word of Honor was actually made into a TNT movie with uh, Don Johnson and uh, Gene Triplehorn. But way, I, way hope I, hope you're collecting, I hope you're collecting rent checks from the studios on all the others. Uh, well, you know, almost all of my books have been optioned. You know how that works. They optioned it. Sure. Then they forget why they bought it. And, uh, well, <laughs> uh, that's okay. I could, I could retire to Mexico on the option money. You know? <laughs> Good for you. Hey, Nelson, I'm thrilled for your success. I hope I see you again soon. I do love the book, and it's just great to have you back. It's Thanks, really great Michael. to have Nelson DeMille back. Thanks for your support over the years. Really appreciate it. No doubt. I, uh, I, it's my privilege. I, mean, I remember I, I, I read the books long before I ever had the privilege of meeting you. So thank you for that, Nelson DeMille. Thanks, Michael. The new book is titled The Cuban Affair. And, yeah, it was kind of cool because I did go to Cuba. You were kind of part of this and book. write up a number of different scenes and encounters that I have. And one of them he parroted and did a terrific job with it. I really was in a, a chop shop. In uh, Miami, where, where a guy had reconstructed this Not car. Not Miami, Havana. Havana, pardon me. Yeah. Using a, uh, uh, a a boat motor and put it in a car and then all of these these different types of parts from all different kinds of vehicles and, and yet made this thing run. You wonder, how do the Cubans keep 1950s American cars on the road? They've got the best, uh, most improvisational mechanics that you could ever imagine. It's so cool. So, and TC, you know, you've been around oh, when I love I've you two hosted together. DeMille. I love you two together. I love his voice. I love everything about well, him. The I, only thing better would be in person. Let me just let you all in, in, in on a secret. If you, if you love his work and if you love John Corey, and you'll love Mac McCormick because Mac McCormick is just a younger version of John Corey, but I'm here to tell you Nelson DeMille is that character or those characters. He is as much fun in person as those that he writes about the cuban affair hear more of michael smirconish on sirius xm's potus channel 124 live weekdays from 9 a.m to noon east or anytime on the sirius xm app connect with michael on facebook twitter youtube and at smirconish.com book club with michael smirconish new episodes drop mondays wednesdays and fridays